Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us this Wednesday afternoon. And per usual Wednesdays, the ABC 10 sports guys are in with us. John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Trying to enjoy this beautiful sunshine we got outside. Yeah, that's sarcasm. (laughs) Sarcasm is not lost on us. I don't know that we're going to see the sun again until March. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Let's get the groundhog out here. You know, and I'm surprised to hear top of the morning was not coming out of your voice. Top of the morning, man. Top of the morning. That was a, that was a one-time thing. We made sure he wasn't ever going to say it again. Well, now thanks for reminding me. My brain's refreshed now. <laughs> I wonder if that was something you dropped here, because we haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. I know you've been busy. I wonder if that was still going or what have you, but it works. I, I it say works it at the you. station. I say yep. it at the station. Even know? though it's no, not morning. I definitely say it at the station. You're just never there, okay? Tyree's working on his first Thursday throwdown right now. Oh, yeah? yeah coming good. out tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. All right. All it's right. not going to showcase my skills very well, but hey, Jonah's skills will be showcased so, very well. So Jonah like Jonah Dowd from Lance. Exactly. Okay. Do we get a preview of what it is, or is this a surprise? Surprise. Okay. All right. Check that out on ABC10. By the way, shameless plug, I'm on Local 3 again. Oh. <laughs> Every time. He so, waits until we're in studio listening to him to it's, drop it's this on Wednesdays. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you what. Check out ABC 10 and Local 3. Friends of the show. There we go. Thank you. I tell you what. Let's get into some football because we got a lot to dissect today, beginning with Pick'em. After week six, I'm on top, 1911. Oh, you've overtaken Jake. Ryan Steig is 18-12. He's overtaking him, too. Oh, Jake wow. is 17-13. and 13. Tyree, 16-14. And, and Mike, you're 14-16. and 16. Yeah, well, the Lions, the Rams, these last couple weeks <laughs> oh, really, uh, really putting me in a damp mood. So here's what we have for this week. Here are the five games we're picking this week. We've got Kansas City at Denver, Thursday night football. Logic says Kansas City, but Denver's starting to play good football. Do I go out and win here? Denver matches up with Kansas City really well, but after two straight losses, you can you can think that Kansas City is going to want to readjust. Mm-hmm. I say Kansas City, yeah, definitely. Kansas City. I think I have to go with Kansas City. You're yeah, <laughs> wearing a Mahomes jersey. <laughs> I like Mahomes. How about Houston at Indianapolis on Sunday? I'll Houston. take I'll take Indy. That's another one where, on paper, I should take Houston. I think I'm going to go with Indy, though. Yeah, I think I'm, going, I I'm, I'm going Indy. All right, All right Houston. All right. Indy knows how to beat Houston, man. They beat them last year in the playoffs. Like, I know Laramie Tunzel and uh, Kenny Stills are there, but nah, come on. How about the Chargers on the road taking on the Tennessee Titans, led by Ryan Tannehill this week, replacing Marcus Mariota? The Melvin Gordon show. Uh, it's going to have to be. He wants more touches, he said today. Exactly. There's too much drama in that law. I, I'm going to go Tennessee here. All right. There drama There's the drama Titans in Tennessee, too. <laughs> Tennessee doesn't beat teams that they should beat, but they always beat teams that they shouldn't beat. They should not beat the Chargers, which means they're going to beat the Chargers. Wow, we're going to see about that one. Shake up with Tannehill. They're at home. Chargers are a mess right now. They just lost to a third-string quarterback exactly. in the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They you played their anthem. They played know, their fight song. Here's exactly why I'm going to pick Tennessee. Because they are a perpetual seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven team. Four, three straight years, nine and I seven. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. If they lose this game, they're two and five, which is just un Tennessee Titans like. Mm-hmm. So yep. because of that, I'm going to go with Tennessee this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sunday night football, Philadelphia at Dallas. Two teams that got rocked this week. You know, I've talked about Dak a lot. Mm-hmm. We don't think he's very good. No. But Philadelphia's weakest part is their secondary. 
It if, is. If Amari Cooper's healthy, I'll say Dallas. If he's not okay. playing, I'm going to say Philly. You can change your pick right up till kickoff. Yeah. I'm going to keep that one ambiguous for now. All right. I'm choosing ever the opposite of whatever he's choosing because he's not doing well in picking. <laughs> You're barely doing better. You're second to last place. I'm, but, I, but am I better? Yes. So whatever he chooses, I go opposite. You, I, you, I love that strategy. You, did, you didn't see this, but last week he chose the Lions because I chose the Lions. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. We were right. We're not even going to get into that game. They should have won. But anyways. (laughs) Philadelphia at Dallas. I'm not sure yet, to be honest with you. I'm kind of out on this one still. I'm going to think about it a little more. Are you the same like what happens with Cooper? A little bit. A little bit. I think there's a lot of question marks going into this one. I'm going to wait and get as much information as I can before I make a pick. And then Monday Night Football, we've got New England in New York to play the Jets. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Do we think that New York is going to go for round two? You know, I am, in, I am in last place here. I got no, to go out don't do this to yourself. To, to sort of try to catch up in don't any way. I got to go with the New England Patriots. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. There we go. Real nice, Mike. Looks yep. like I got to go opposite. <laughs> please do. Please. <laughs> I got to beg you at this point, Patriots please. New England. <laughs> Patriots of New England. There we go. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to say I'm going to go with New England to do that one as well. There we go. That is Pick'em is played here every week in the sports pen. I tell you what, it's going to be fun to see how all this finishes out as we get to the middle portion of the season. I got a personal question for you guys before we get into some actual sports. Okay, a league, a fantasy football league, Mike, you're in it too. Mm-hmm. I started out the year one and five. Now, yep. everyone pays $50 to get in. Top three all get a share of that. I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head, but there's a twist in the rules that if you finish dead last, you get your $50 back. If you finish ninth, 10th, 11th, you come close. You're just bad, but you don't get your money back. You're just out $50. Is it at the point where I need to drop Mahomes, Diggs, Saquon, all my studs? Like, how am I 1-5 in five with those guys? I need to drop. Saquon's hurt. That's right. But, and Diggs has been underperforming. And Mahomes is He's been banged good. up a little bit. Yeah. Well, he's a little banged up. Well, hey, uh, I, as you said, I'm in that league, and my weakest position right now is quarterback. I have Winston and Rivers. So, uh, yeah, if you drop Mahomes, I'd be a very happy man. <laughs> okay, maybe I just move him to the bench, and I go out and I get, like, I pick up Eli Manning or somebody who's not playing right now oh and just goodness. tank the rest of the year. How are you going to defend back? that? If anybody asks you about, like, what are you thinking in fantasy? I don't need to defend it. I'll just be $50 richer. <laughs> That's fair enough. No, you won't be $50 richer. You'll be back to even. Okay, well, they'll all be $50 in the hole unless they finish <laughs> top three. So I'm third place right now in that league. Is it time for me to start tanking at one and five? Like, go pick up a bunch of running backs who are backups that are never going to see the field and get my money back. And then the follow-up question to that is, is the person who tanks in fantasy football the worst kind of person? Okay. Because I think he is. I think Even eight, I'm gonna do it. I think eight and five is still a chance to make the playoffs. But once you lose six games, I think you're done. I gotta win out if I want to Yeah, eight so and five. the next time you lose, if you lose again, I say I say I say go for it. Just try to get that fifty dollars. I don't know. The Dolphins are inspiring to me. What do you think, Tyree? <laughs> uh, honestly? Yeah. I'm a money man. So <laughs> Uh, go ahead, get Wayne Gallman on there. Go ahead, get um, <laughs> what's the what's the backup quarterback for the Browns? Um, Drew Stanton. There you go. Go yeah. ahead, get him. Get go Drew ahead, Stanton. grab uh, what's his face, um, uh, Darrell Henderson. Okay, Ooh. if I'm doing an all tank lineup, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to pull up the fantasy football app plug for ESPN. Look at this league and look 
who are the worst free agents available? Like, if I were just going to absolutely tank, who could I get? Um, I will say, your team name in this league is really good. Country Roads Take Mahomes? Yeah, that's a yeah, good name. Thank you. Mahomes is my quarterback. Oh, uh, who do we have down here? We've got... Nobody has TJ Hawkinson in this league. How about that? Huh. Let's see. Well, if I didn't have Travis Kelsey. I don't Wait. know a lot of these guys. Yeah, I do have Travis Kelsey in my league. I don't know a lot of these guys that are... Oh, I could get Cody Parkey as my kicker. There we go. Cody Parkey could kick. You could grab Mike Badgley. I'm getting down to the point where I don't recognize a lot of these names. <laughs> Let's see. How about quarterbacks? Let me go to quarterbacks and see who's available in this. You got you to pick up Drew Locke, dude. He's going to start someday for Denver. Let's that see. is true. Yeah, but I'm not trying to win. No, I, I know, but... He okay, Mike Glennon. Ooh. I'm going to pick up Mike Glennon. Who okay. is apparently an Oakland Raider right now? Yes, he is. Well, no, no, no. If you're going to pick up an Oakland Raider, you got to pick up Nathan Peterman. <laughs> That's perfect. Except he's got wheels. No, 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 no. The Pete man, he's got wheels. No, 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 no. It does not matter. It does not matter. If you're trying to tank, if you're if you're going just for the memes, your quarterbacks need to be Gardner Minshew and Nathan Bortles. Peterman. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, Blake Bortles. Ooh. Blake, or if you really want to get juicy, Geno Smith. <laughs> There we go. Seattle Seahawks. Or you could pick up Philip Rivers back up Tyrod Taylor because Philip never misses a game ever. That is true, but Okay, let's see. Corey Clement is on the IR. He'd probably help me tank. <laughs> um Theo Riddick, he's on the IR oh, for yeah, another yeah, week or yeah. two. Okay. If I'm trying to tank, who else is out there that I could get? You can get Brandon Bolden. Okay. Brandon Bolden, Rex Burkhead. Robert Tanyan. From the Packers. No idea who that is. He's a tight end. It's perfect. But he's still out there. Um, Cameron Bright. How about Alan Hearns? Where's Alan Hearns? Alan Hearns. Jay Sternberger is on the IL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where Alan Hearns. I think he's released. He got released. I think Alan Hearns might be on the Dolphins. What defenses are out here I can pick up? I can get the Bucks defense, the Browns, the Steelers. You should pick up Antonio Brown, dude. (laughs) He'd be a good one. (laughs) I'm done. The Dolphins is defense Dolphins. is still available. The Dolphins defense? Dolphins defense. Oh, I wonder why they're available. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's <laughs> if I win a tank, I'm just going to get all the Dolphins on my team. That's there what I need go. to do. Just get the Dolphins starting line. You said they were inspiring, team. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? This is a perfect plan. If I, This is a great plan. I'm going to get $50. Is there anybody in this league who hasn't won yet? I don't know. That's a good question. Because you might be tanking, but somebody else might have the same idea. Well, then they better not listen to this radio show. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, is tanking the worst thing you can do in fantasy football? Not if there's incentive. There is incentive, but I feel like that makes me a scumbag. But I'll still be $50 richer than a scumbag. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, go See, money, go man. Get some money. That's what you need, man. <laughs> we have that that we wasted about a segment on here in the sports pen. What else are we going to get to today? The Nationals are going to the World Series. There will be World Series games played in D.C. for the first time since 1933. Joe Madden has a new job. Plus, the Rams were making moves yesterday. We'll play college football pretender or contender, and we'll debate who is the best running back in the NFL as of right now. But I tell you what, plug for this. If you guys are looking for a good read, This came out this morning. Mina Kimes is one of my favorite journalists here at ESPN, and she came out with a story today that she's been working on for two years 
regarding DeAndre Hopkins and his plight to end domestic violence. It details the story of him and his mother, their relationship. She was blinded when Hopkins was 10 years old as a result of domestic violence, and she's never seen him play professional football, but he always makes sure he gets a touchdown ball to her after he scores. So it's a really cool story. I've read a little bit of it. just came out today. I recommend it. Good read. Sounds like a good one. It's a good read. I like it. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, the Nationals are on to the World Series. Joe Madden has a new job. We'll talk about it next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along. Well, for the first time since 1933, World Series games will be played in our nation's capital, Tyree Smith, John Michael are discussing a fantasy football trade here across the studio. <laughs> no, I'm helping him with his lineup. Yeah, I need to. What's the up. problem, Tyree? Listen. He, he really wants to win. He's three and three. He's on the verge of the playoffs. Like I need to get in there. So I'm trying to figure out because Mike Evans is on a bye. So okay. my only buy, my only receivers I should start are either Calvin Ridley or Golden Tate Alshon or Alshon Jeffrey or Alshon. Well, Jeffrey. he needs to start two of those three. Mm-hmm. Well, the worst defense that any of those three are going to play this weekend is Golden Tate. He's going up against Arizona. That but being said, Patrick, Patrick Peterson, Peterson is yeah. there. And that depends on if Sterling, the Giants if Sterling, have active this If week. Sterling Shepard comes back, maybe Patrick Peterson's covering Sterling right, Shepard. Right, that's what I mean. But we don't know what the Giants are looking like as far as receivers' health this weekend. Mm-hmm. I guess we're going to have to wait till Saturday to make this decision. You might have to make that decision on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do you think about this a lot, Tyree? Yes, I think about it a lot. Keep you up at night? Yeah, but yeah. After I get off work, I'm just. Do you have there. nightmares about the thrashing I'm going to give you this weekend? Hey, oh, I just I keep forgetting that I'm playing him this weekend. He keeps asking me for lineup advice, and I'm giving him like <laughs> legitimate advice. I know. Thanks, man. You're such a great person. <laughs> I tell you what, did it keep you up at night? I know you're a Dodgers fan. When they lost Game Seven, it was Game Five because oh, his nostril just flared. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Tyree. I texted Michael, and I was I, I can't even he remember. He told me he hated Clayton Kershaw, and I was like, you can't hate Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> just for that moment. Just for that moment. But then I woke up in the morning, and my anger wasn't, so. There you go. Did, did that upset you at all when you saw, like, all the videos of people, like, running over, like, throwing out or burning Kershaw jerseys? It upset me, like, yeah. legitimately. The, the greatest pitcher of this generation. Regular season. Yeah, right. Re- the greatest regular season <laughs> pitcher of this generation. And... He has a bad moment, and yeah, in a key situation. So Peyton Manning's had tons of those. Nobody's mm. going to burn a Peyton Manning jersey. Yeah, but Kershaw's had a lot of bad moments and big moments. And they and then they also posted that 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 uh the the poster instead of the Joker they called him the Choker. That one mm. kind of hurt me. I was like, dang. You man. know, and the thing is, I like Kershaw. He's one of the good guys. He handles it with class. I don't wish this upon him. It's just. I don't know why he struggles so much in the postseason. It's got to be something mental. It's got to be a mental block. It's the pressure, man. It must postseason be. pressure is real. I'm telling you. I tell you what, though. Howie Kendrick, he was the guy who hit the game-winning Grand Slam in that game. He is named NLCS MVP. Mm-hmm. I like Howie Kendrick. He's like, how old now? He wears number 47. Fourth he might oldest, be 47 years old. Fourth oldest person <laughs> to ever win uh, LCS MVP. How, how old that? is he? Yeah, 36. Okay, so a little bit off, but mm-hmm. it seems like he's older. It seems like he's been in the league. I've always know. said I still think Howie Kendrick is like a legitimately good player. He's he always is. been a legitimately good player. One of the most vastly overlooked players in baseball. You remember when Michael Kadir was in the league? Oh, yeah, and nobody I loved ev- him. yeah, nobody ever gave him credit either. He's mm-hmm. like now that he's retired, Howie Kendrick has taken that mantle. 
I love Michael Kadire. I'm glad you brought him up. Mm-hmm. Twin for a long yeah. time. Long right time field, twin. third base. New York Mets, right? Guy. New York Mets, Mets, Colorado Rockies. Think about that. No, we don't think about that. <laughs> Just the Twins. <laughs> That's like thinking about Justin Morneau as a Rocky. Oh, it's like thinking about Justin Verlander as an Astro. No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Or it's like thinking about Madison things. Bumgarner going somewhere else this offseason. I tell you what, Washington at one point this year, on May 25th, they had a 0.1% chance to win the NL pennant. And now they've done it. It was that low? It was that low on May 25th. Wow. And now look at them. All right, then. Well, now they're four wins away from their first ever title. The city of D.C. hasn't won a World Series since 1924 when the Washington Senators did behind Walter, the big train, Johnson. Mm. Senators now, of course, are the Minnesota Twins, but we don't count that title. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Since the wild card got adopted by Major League Baseball in 1995, mm. every single team, now that the Nationals have made it to the NLCS, every single team since 1995, except the Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that? They have never made it to an NLCS since 1995. It's a good stat. Yeah. I tell you what, I have got a couple nominees for stat of the day. You guys tell me which one is better, but we'll go with the doubleheader on stat of the day today. The Nationals became the seventh team in Major League Baseball history to never trail while sweeping a four-game series. Seven times it's happened. Last night, the Nationals became the seventh. They also became the fourth team in Major League Baseball history to make a World Series after being 12 games below 500 at one point during the season. Ooh, I like that. We can make it a triple header stat mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah, you guys definitely need to be those stat guys on ESPN to find those crazy <laughs> Elias stats. Sports Bureau. <laughs> yeah. This one is in relation to football, which we're going to get to. And, Mike, it's about the 49ers. Ooh. I love it. Ooh. The 49ers are the fourth team since the NFL AFL merger in 1970. To start a year 5-0 and after winning fewer than five games the previous season. Mm-hmm. Two of the first three went to the Super Bowl. The 1988 Bengals and the 1999 Rams. The 2013 Chiefs were the other team to do it. And they were the victims of that collapse in the playoffs. They blew the biggest playoff lead in history. Remember that Andrew Luck Andrew led Luck. that comeback back in 2013? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Luck of the draw. My favorite quarterback of all time lost that game. Yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Smith against the Stanford guy. In yeah, Luck. I know. I was torn in that one. But uh, I'll always cheer for Alex Smith. All right. All right. Fair enough. Mm, interesting. That was a that was a crazy game. I should have won that game. Yeah, I remember that one. I was eating buffalo dip and I was on the edge of my seat. And I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> eating." You were, you remember where you were when that game happened? Uh huh. You're not even a Colts or Chiefs fan. So Just it was a fan football. The Saints fair. weren't doing anything. So, well, I tell you what, we have one managerial vacancy that's been filled as of today. Joe Madden is back in the league as a manager of the Los Angeles Angels. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I like Joe. I think that's a good fit, too. Yeah. He started it out there. And you know who else I'm happy for? I'm happy for Mike Trout. He deserves this. Yeah. He was working with Brad Osmus a month ago. He was working with Mike Sosha two years ago. And now he's got Papa Joe. Now he's got a World Series Wait, champion. Wait, Joe Biden. Never mind. What do they, they call Joe Madden? Uh, the, the, the baseball one. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not that Madden. Not the baseball one. Not that mad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Y'all are hilarious. They have a nickname for Joe Madden. I don't remember what it is. He looks like the dad in Get Out. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. That's a good movie, by the way. Good movie, yeah. Really good movie. Okay, he does look like him. uh, No, like legitimately. Is is that him? Did he play in the movie? No. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) 
I tell you what. Uh, Yankees, Astros. I still have the Astros winning the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good pitching is going to give you a chance to do it. Garrett Cole probably played his worst postseason game last night and still threw seven shutout innings. Yep, seven shutouts, seven Ks, <laughs> only four hits allowed. It's just how good he is. I need do you think Astros he's pricing point. himself out of the Astros range? Yes. Mm. I don't think he's going to be an Astro again next year. So he better win a ring this year. Although I really want the Nationals to win, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just... My narrative would be so good Your if the Nationals win. Yeah, my whole anti-Bryce Harper propaganda <laughs> would be so good if the Nationals win this World Series. What is wrong with you? You know what? I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> they lose Bryce Harper and then they go to the World Series. Yep. That's so it feels so good. <laughs> Why does that feel good to you? It. Ju- I. I. I don't know, man. Like y- y- until you take you- so much pleasure in other people's pain. <laughs> Thank you. No, just one person. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even know you. Uh, he will. He will. <laughs> All right, bet. <laughs> Do you like send him hate mail? No, I'm, I don't Do you go that. Tweet at him. I don't go that far. Uh, I, I'm like, I, I feel like if I did tweet at him, he would respond. He seems like that kind of guy. I, you know what's crazy is I was a Bryce Harper fan too. Like mm-hmm. back in the day when he won MVP, I was really happy about him and whatnot. But then the more I watched him, he's like the Batman versus Superman of baseball players. And here, like, hear me out, okay? <laughs> so like, Batman versus Superman, good film or not? No. Which one? No, the the, 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 the only ba- yes, the only okay, ba- animated one, the only Batman versus Superman. <laughs> okay, you know what? Batman versus Superman, not a good film, right? No, terrible. But there are still people out there who consistently say it's a great film and write essays about how the Martha thing was a was a good thing or whatever. And I'm not saying that the the film doesn't have good moments or whatever. Just how like Bryce Harper doesn't have good moments in his career. But the fact is that as a whole, the hype around that movie and the hype around Harper was so huge that despite it being inadequate, not living up to expectations, people still defend it to this day. And that is the best comparison I can come up with. But here's the thing. The people made a lot of money from making that movie. Like, and you like Bryce Harper's making a lot of money but, but right now. But do you not like Bryce Harper because he's hyped up and he accepted a large contract? No, I don't. Well, I don't like him because... People still, the people still think that he is some godsend. There are still some people who think that Bryce Harper versus Mike Trout is a legitimate argument. The thing is, like, if I got the opportunity to get a massive contract doing a job I wasn't qualified for, and maybe for Bryce Harper, no, you I don't. Say that's, wait, 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 Mike. Uh, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, but people say that Harper got money that the best player in baseball deserved. So. If I were to take a job with a huge contract I wasn't qualified for, like if I were going to be the astronaut that you know pilots a space shuttle right now, mm. I'm not qualified to do it. But if it pays enough, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that Bryce Harper's a bad guy. <laughs> that's, for a, that's not a good example, dude. <laughs> you not, should I'm, not do that one. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's a bad guy for taking this contract or anything. I'm not saying he doesn't. Uh, I, I'm saying he doesn't deserve that contract. Just how like an untrained astronaut doesn't deserve the contract that comes with landing Apollo 18 if we ever do that. <laughs> like. I'm not saying that. I am saying that they should have known. Their parents should have told them. They should have known better. Their parents should have taught them better that they should not pay Bryce Harper that amount of money. Sounds like you're mad at society, not Bryce Harper. Basically. (laughs) There's just so much hype around him that still remains unearned by him. He had one and a half good seasons. And people, it's like we can we can take this with any sport. Cam Newton is the same way. Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins are the same way, where they had one and a half good seasons, and all of a sudden, 
they're the best. And then now people are seeing through Kirk Cousins. Some people still, some people still think that Cam Newton is like a legitimate star. Are you pointing at me, Michael? No, I wasn't pointing at you. Oh, okay. He was pointing at you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm not going to argue with him. So, but like, it's the same thing with Bryce Harper. He's not a star anymore. He's a middle of the, he's a middle of the lineup guy who can put up RBIs, but needs a system around him to put up stats that is worth the contract that he is getting. I'm glad you transitioned over to football just a little bit because that's what we're going to do in the second half okay. of the show. Before we do it, though, the Rams were busy yesterday. They shipped out Marcus Peters to Baltimore and they brought in Jalen Ramsey. What's wrong, Tyree? What's the matter, dude? They just—they're just trying everything to beat the Saints fairly. Listen, <laughs> they beat us the first time this year because Teddy Bridgewater was not ready. All do you right? think if, it was clear he wasn't ready? Do you think if Teddy was like practicing the whole week and you guys started Teddy, you would have won that game? A hundred and ten percent. That's a hot take. The that's, Rams that's are going all in to get that Super Bowl this year. They got better defensively. Marcus Peters was a former All Pro. He's lost his step the last couple of years. That being said, he's still pretty good. He's going to help Baltimore. They're going to have a good secondary. Mm, Marcus Peters has been getting dusted this he year. He has yeah. been, and that's what I mean. He's lost his step, but he's still pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely one, still some yeah. of the, one I thought, of the top of I thought it was a questionable trade when we first saw it. When me and Tyree first saw that Marcus Peters got traded, we were like, Huh. I looked at that and I was just like, especially with Talib going on the IR. So yeah, and Talib. The but then, but then, quarter corner for them besides Shield that. still is it Shield still? Sam Shield might be. Oh my goodness! I think, I think yeah, they're be. gonna get toasted. No, that can't be. Yeah. Right. So no, Nickel Roby Coleman. Oh, that's right. That's the, guy yeah. who, the penalty guy. <laughs> yeah. He got away with murder against the Saints. Ba- basically, yeah. basically, yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't like. I. I like. I think it's a good move for Jalen personally. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go to a quote-unquote winning team not doing too hot Wade right Phillips now. defense it'll do wonders for him yeah but uh, overall I just uh, I don't like it I don't like it he's a really good corner that should not be the they're overreacting now. I think it's, they are the Rams got better in their secondary but I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make to well, it, it, well it's not just that but like Jared Goff is still like how many how many years before they have to pay him a bunch like he's still on his rookie contract <laughs> no, no Jared, Jared Goff, Goff? Yeah. No, he signed a big oh, extension. Yeah, like they, they don't have the cash anymore to support these superstars that they keep trying to get. Aaron Donald and Jared Goff are taking up their entire payroll, right? Now they're adding Jalen Ramsey. That's going to hurt them in other areas. Don't get Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah Todd and Gurley. Todd Gurley. And Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Yeah. Five-year, $85 million. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is another guy. So, like, it's going to hurt them in the long run. And th- I think they're just overreacting to losing to the... Uh, losing to the Seahawks, losing to the Niners, they were like, "Oh man, Jimmy Garoppolo is not has been the only part that's uh, part of the Niners that's underperformed, and mm-hmm. he toasted us, mm-hmm. right?" So now they're overreacting, like, "Okay, we got to cover Dante Pettis." Like, no, just like j- just I mean, just relax, go back to what you're comfortable with. I think it's overreacting. You think so? Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley's not doing hot at all. Yeah, he yeah he's not doing hot, but Sean McVay's offense, despite even without Todd Gurley, I feel like could perform. We're going to see next week. I tell you what, I'm glad we're getting into football. Put a pin in that running back conversation because when we come back, who is the best running back in the NFL right now? We'll have some answers next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Here's your Sports Center update. The U.S. men's national soccer team lost to Canada last night for the first time since 1985. Greg Berhalter 
just handled himself after that game like a coach who knows he's going to get fired. A decision is going to be made about his future with the team going forward, but the two people that decide his fate or have the most power to do so, one of them is Jay Berhalter, his brother. Okay. So that's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Protesters in Hong Kong are burning LeBron James jerseys after the NBA superstar refused to speak publicly against the Chinese government, saying every issue shouldn't be everyone's problem. And finally, the heart of a shrimp is located in its head. That's your Sports Center update. Glad to have you along. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hofling with you. Who is the best running back in the NFL seven weeks into the season? I think if we, if, uh, if we had this conversation seven weeks ago before kickoff of the first game, there was a consensus top two. It would have probably been Zeke and Saquon mm. with McCaffrey and Kamara just underneath them. I like to think that... I would have said Christian McCaffrey at the start of the season too, because yeah? I think because before the season I legitimately thought like he's the best. I I thought he was the best dual threat running back of all time before the season started. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he is. I mean, <laughs> maybe he is. Yeah, he, he legitimately is. Before the season started, what did he do last year? Bro- only broke the record for receptions by a running back in a season with 108. Mister PPR. Yeah, that's all he had to do. Yeah. So like, I still before the season thought he was a legitimate star, legitimate legitimately a uh, MVP caliber running back. Okay, not an MVP caliber because I still think the MVP should go to a quarterback every year. That's... No. 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 You're saying that to a collegiate running back. You're saying that... My goodness. Michael, have you played football before, dude? Yeah. You can't know. You said your parents wouldn't let you. They they wouldn't let me, but uh, that's not... I have played football. That's horrible. It should not go to a quarterback every year. Dude, in order for it to go to anything other than a quarterback, they need to have like a a historic season in my mind. What about Von Miller? There are there are some situations. Von Miller, uh, J- Von Miller, JJ Watt, even Aaron Donald's season last year, I thought was just a little bit lacking in order to go to him. But like Lawrence Taylor, I think definitely deserved it. That one year it went to a kicker was the worst year in history. Um, <laughs> Can the Heisman ever go to a defensive player, in your opinion? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tyree. Yeah. It should, and I agree with you too, Mike. I thought you were going to say no. No, well, I, that's that's the whole thing. Where like, I think they have to have a historically good season, like a yeah. Jadevian Clowney type season, for it to go to a defensive player. And it's the same thing I think with a running back, wide receiver, or defensive player in the NFL. Just the quarterback is. It's impossible to win in this league nowadays without a good quarterback. That's a that's false. How okay, did, how, how, doing it. how did the Broncos do it that year when Peyton Manning was? Not well, they able went. To, they they, they somehow made it to the playoffs, and then Peyton Manning re, recalibrated and was the Peyton of old for about four games. So he was good for those last four games. Mm, not that, Rams that went good. to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. That he Bears what, went to the playoffs with Trubisky. Niners are well, five and zero with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I was about to say that one. There you go, Tanner. Sean McVay. Sean McVay is a computer man that maximizes his quarterback's talent, so there's that one. Matt Nagy somehow made Mitchell Trubisky look serviceable last year. You need, okay, you, there are like four boxes that represent a Super Bowl contender, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to check three of those boxes in order for it to be good, in order for it to work, right? Mm-hmm. Coach, defense, quarterback. Court, uh, coach, defense, quarterback, and an elite pass rush, which I guess also falls into defense. But if you have a strong secondary like the Broncos had or the Jaguars had that one year with Blake Bortles, then I think that, that sort of overshadows that. But the, the Jaguars had everything except for a quarterback. But the fact that quarterback is a legitimate 
box. It itself is a box that needs to be, that that has the possibility of being checked to be considered a Super Bowl contender. Just shows how important quarterbacking is in this league. We got off subject. Let's go back to running backs. Okay. <laughs> because I brought you two in here to fight. I just got to say one thing, let you two turn loose on each other. But I think we're all in agreement that Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now. Right well, now he is. We just Before the show, I was telling you about this. It's like in years past, we were saying, oh, Saquon is his whole team. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott is his whole team. Todd Gurley, before Sean McVay, was his whole team. And Christian McCaffrey's literally over here doing way more than mm-hmm. any of them ever did. And that just goes to show how good he's been. So, it, like I'm saying, it takes a this caliber type of season for a running back to win MVP. So now, I'm going to let you guys argue, who comes in at number two right now? <laughs> because, hey. honestly, there's a debate here because Kamara's up there, so is Saquon, but have we seen enough of Saquon to say that he is the second best running back in football right now? You're going off history. No, like he's it's like not. A, it's like a baseball player who has a great batting average but doesn't get the minimum number of at-bats to compete for the batting title. Have we seen enough of Saquon this year? No. He literally is coming off a high ankle sprain. And as a running back in college who had that, mm-hmm. you will not be the same for at least two to three weeks. He's not the best running back. Oh, so he's, he's not, not the best the running back best. for the next two, three weeks. But then but then, but then, then he's fine. <laughs> but, like, then, but then when he comes back... So are, you saying that in, so are you saying that in two to three weeks he'll be the number two back in the I league? I say he'll be back to his form, but I never even thought he was that much better than Kamara. I thought the so Giants... You, but you did think he was better than Kamara. I just said he did not that much, but there is times where Giants... Uh, the the Saints offense never needed Kamara to be the entire focus because there are stars legitimately there. But the Giants, Sterling Shepard wasn't doing too hot. Evan Ingram was dropping passes. So last year when Barkley was in for the rookie, he had to be that offense. Well, then you could make an argument for the fact that since he has to be that offense, it takes a very talented player, it takes a tremendously talented player to fill that role. And Saquon has shown that he can fill that role. Especially in New York. But Alvin Kamara hasn't had to do that, so maybe they don't trust him enough to be that. No, they definitely trust him now because since Drew Brees is out, they dumping passes off to him left and right. But I'm well, that's just the right product. Of, that's just the product of the system with Teddy Bridgewater, who can't throw more than ten yards downfield. He can, but he doesn't have to. Sis Teddy, listen, system Teddy, sis Teddy. Teddy B is a good quarterback. <laughs> yes, going he to is. Replace best Drew backup Brees. in the league. Yeah, yeah, he's going to replace Darn Drew Brees when he's done. Oh, oh, oh. No, because he's not the backup anymore. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Fair. Nick but. Foles is the backup now. <laughs> <laughs> Until he comes back. Until he comes. Oh back. no, no! This is no. this is Minshew manias. Yeah, exactly. Really. Back to oh, running yeah. backs. Uh, but yeah, no. <laughs> second running back right now is Alvin Kamara. I don't care. I don't okay. care what you say. All right. I do think it's there's a lot of parody in the NFL when it comes to this spot, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing because you could argue a lot of people. You could argue Zeke, Kamara, Saquon. I think even Chubb could be considered for that spot. Absolutely, Chubb has got to be He's up top there. five. Yeah, Chubb's definitely top five. But what? can he be considered for two? Mm, it, he had. He's been. The, he's been the most productive part of that offense. He's I been the only the he- productive part of that. With offense. a healthy Saquon, no. Right now, though, there could be a case for Chubb. Right here, I've got two lists in front of me. One is for rushing yards. One is for rushing touchdowns. And I'm looking at the top five oh, yeah, and each. Dalvin Cook. And a few right. And a few names appear on both of these lists. Those being Christian McCaffrey. He leads the league in rushing yards, and he's third in rushing TDs. Well, tied for second, I believe. He is, oh, you're right, he is tied for second with seven. You have Nick Chubb, who's second in rushing yards, and he's tied for fourth in rushing TDs. And you have Dalvin Cook, who's fourth in both rushing TDs, tied with Chubb, 
and fourth in rushing yards. Do you think rushing TDs has anything to do with how good the, how good a running back is? I put more emphasis on yards. Yeah, I, I do too. Mm-hmm. Because you take a look at years past, like just in recent memory. Corey, here, here are some running backs that have led the league in rushing touchdowns. Latavius Murray, <clears throat> LeGarrette Blunt, and right now, Aaron Jones. That's another one. Where do you put Aaron Jones in this category? He's about to get his spot taken by uh, half Jamal of his touchdowns Williams. came in one week. So yeah, <laughs> against wow. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let, no. Let's let's put a little pin in that one. Yeah, but Aaron Jones has had a pretty nice year. He has. He, but, uh, he's uh, a lot on the wall. A lot of people fans lot, wanted wanted Le'Veon to come. Yeah, but there's a fact. The, the, here's the fact: Jamal Williams is considered the running back one right now. Mm-hmm. That that just shows that the Packers' offense is looking at it and going Jamal Williams after this one week. Could be better than Aaron Jones. There's some the the fact that they are not continuing with Aaron Jones, who leads the league in touchdowns, just goes to show that he is not of the level that his stats may show. I feel like that's an overreaction, though, on the Packers' part. Okay, I feel like that's an overreaction putting Williams as number one after one good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and plus, though that four touchdown game came in a week where there were literally no other running backs on that Packers depth chart. They were all hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. So, can we agree that Chubb is a top five running back? Yes. Yes. Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I'd put him up there, as long as he stays healthy. Well, and that's the thing, is he was leading the league in rushing yards after three weeks, but a lot of that was because of the sheer volume of the workload that he had. It seems like his numbers are going to start going down because he's going to be getting the ball less. They're going to be a more balanced offense going forward. Well, that's because they're starting to trust Kirk Cousins a little more, which I which that's a risky business you're playing. Mm. <laughs> um, if they trade, yeah. if they trade Diggs, that's going to be just way worse. Yeah, but you, but he has been productive. So I mean, you may trust Kirk Cousins to start throwing it more mm. on like third, third and like seven or whatever instead of trying to just dump off a screen pass to Dalvin Cook. Mm. But Dalvin, he's still going to be productive. He's still going to get his touches. And for the record, I don't see a midseason trade happening for Diggs. I think they'll have him throughout the course of the year. He just had a fantastic. He game. did. He, he did. did. That's just my it. my feeling. Is I think he's going to be a Viking at, at least until the end of this year. Where does Leonard Fournette rank for you? No, not top five. Not top five. He's been around he's long. 10. He's been around long enough to the point now where if he were top five, he'd be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, he still gets put by the bye by about seven other running backs before. He's he's he underperformed the past. Uh, I want to say uh, last year. He definitely underperformed last year. I don't know about the year before. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He's underperformed every single year. This is the first year where he's really coming out of the shell right now. Mm-mm. The first year he got a thousand yards. So, Joe Mixon got 1,000 yards last year. Are we considering him? You very like Joe important. Mixon. I do like Joe Mixon, but we're not considering him for top five running backs right now. What a few others that could be up around that. Okay, how about Zeke? Where does Zeke land right now? At is about Zeke a top five back right now? I put him at about four or five. Okay. Right now? I think, I think there's an argument for two with an unhealthy Saquon. But I don't know. I don't know. Because Dak just isn't good. Like, they're three and three. <laughs> well, the, He's not doing good is, for fantasy, I'll tell you that. They need Zeke to be more involved in the offense. Mm. And that falls on the play calling and Kellen Moore because right now they're doing nothing to get Zeke involved other than Dak turning around and handing off to him. Mm-hmm. It falls on the play calling. They've got to get him more involved. Like It's crazy because the first three weeks, Dallas's play calling seems so imaginative, so un-Scott Linehan. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, like you said, he turns around, hands it off, he has Zeke run flats, and that's it. 
and he can catch. Zeke can catch. Mm-hmm. But it's like they don't have Lyle Collins or Tyron Smith right now. So the running game is not going to be as stable. So, like, getting them out in, like, little screens, probably dump off passes, you got to get them out more in the open field because they're loading the box because they're not trusting Dak Prescott. And this week, uh, going up against Philadelphia, you're not going to be able to run the ball down their throat. You're going to have to spread the field with that passing game. Without Amari Cooper, they're going to rely on Dak Prescott once again. But the fact is that that offense lives and breathes and dies at the hand of Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. So if they can't run the ball, they're missing their two tackles and they're missing their top receiver, Dak Prescott's not going to be able to win that game. A few more here before we go to break. Can I ask you guys, is David Johnson a top 10 running back right Yes, now? absolutely. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. David Johnson, top 10. How about Marlon Mack? He's on the verge. On the verge of top 10. I'd put him at about 10. I'd put David Johnson at like 6. 6 or 7. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mar- mm-hmm. Okay. He can be in top 10. Where would you put Josh Jacobs? Not in the top 10 right now. Not top 10. Not top 10. Just outside? He has the potential. Mm -hmm. Top 15-ish? I'd put him at about 14. Okay. How about Mark Ingram? Yep. I'd consider him for top ten. Top ten. Oh, he's having. He's a in year. the. He is having. And I wish we kept him. It's, in, it's <laughs> in that. He's in that same boat as Mac in my eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I respect that. But yeah, he is having a good. He's bringing swagger back to the Ravens' running back core mm-hmm. that they haven't had since Ray Rice. And it's looking good. It is looking pretty good. Hopefully, not the exact same type of swagger then. No, but Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Gosh dang it, Michael! Why'd you have to go there? <laughs> dang, Michael. Let's take our last time out. Coming up, pretender or contender, college football style, next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of our show today, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore, Google Play, or look up ESPN-UP Dot com. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith with you. Glad that you're along this Wednesday afternoon. Pretender or contender, college football edition. You take a look at the top ten. I want your guys' thoughts on whether these teams are for real and they could be a college football playoff team down the stretch. So I tell you what, let's start at the top. Do we even need to debate Alabama, whether they're nope. for real or not? Nope. Mm. nope. What do you mean? Mm. Nope. Nope, mm. nope. You think about it, Tyree? Uh, I still don't like this guy. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama could have zero people on their team, but as long as they have Nick Saban, they're a contender. Really? You want to go that far? Have a roster of okay. zero? hyperbole. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use this uh, pro-English move here called hyperbole. Exaggeration is what that means. But, yeah, Nick Saban alone makes them a contender. How about LSU at number two? Are they a legit college football playoff contender? Yep. That offense is amazing right now yep it is but mm. i don't think they're a college football playoff team really i don't think they're gonna make it they are mm. i don't i don't they uh, are. Now, i don't know if they are gonna make it i can't mm. remember the schedule who they face right mm. now but they they're gonna they're probably gonna face good. bama at some point so mm. well coming up they've got mississippi state then they're home with auburn and then at alabama yep so that'll be the one. That, that'll be the one week that determines it. But even if it's a close game, that like Auburn game last year, game. I was so upset when Alabama beat Georgia and Georgia didn't get a, didn't get a chance at the playoff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing where we could have a repeat of what happened, where it's another really close game, another really well fought out game. But Alabama wins, and all of a sudden the Tigers don't deserve to be in the playoff. Well, that's the thing that we got to differentiate because you can be a college football playoff team, a deserving team, and not be one of the best four in the country. Because last year, I would say Notre Dame deserved to be in the college football playoff. They went undefeated, did what they need to, but Georgia was better. But Georgia wasn't going to get in with two losses. losses. So 
you're not necessarily deserving, but you can still be one of the best teams in the country, and I think that's what could happen with LSU here. UCF. UCF. Maybe last year, not this year. Yeah, no, <laughs> not this year. Clemson, are they a college football playoff contender? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they That's going to stay there. How far down do you think Trevor ACC. Lawrence is on the Heisman watch right now? Uh, he's maybe six, seven. Yeah, he's That's not, what I'm he, thinking right now. Yeah. His year is not too hot. It's not been what we expected, what mm-hmm. we were expecting. But I don't think that there's anyone who's going to give him a real challenge in the ACC, maybe in the championship game if they meet like Virginia or somebody. But they should. Should be a college football player. Yeah, they UNC should be. almost beat them. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying they should. Mm-hmm. Ohio State at number four. They deserve. I think that they're a... They're the only team right now that really, I think, has a chance against Bama. I think that they look better than they did last year. I think this team might be better than last year's team. Yep. Mm, that's fair enough. Justin mm-hmm. Fields is doing He's, he's doing what good. he needs to do. He's uh, doing what he needs to do. He's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma at number five. Playoff team or no? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They are. They are a playoff team. Jalen Hurts is my pick for Heisman right It's now. funny. I We're going to say yeah to like eight of these ten teams. And right, probably. But I think Oklahoma definitely needs to be um, above Ohio State in my opinion. As long mm-hmm. as they finish with fewer than two losses and they win their conference, they should have a case to get in. Mm-hmm. Same as last year. Wisconsin at number six. Do we believe they're a playoff team? Yeah, if you can beat Michigan as badly as they did, yeah, you deserve it. They're 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 looking decent, but I don't I don't know. They they I choke in the them. past. Yeah, I don't I don't trust them to be a playoff team at the end. First of all, I don't think they're going to get by Ohio State, and I think the pack is too high at the top for you to take a team that doesn't win their conference championship. Mm. Even unless it's the SEC, even if they only have one loss, you're gonna have to see the teams at the top take at least one loss, right? To like get in there, probably, right? And Wisconsin, for me, I do believe they need to be undefeated and win the Big Ten to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I think still is think they're deserving. I still think they're deserving, but yeah, it's 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 a unlikely scenario they find themselves in. It. If they play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, that's their ticket in. They would have to win that game. And have fewer than two losses, but then that means that Ohio State's probably going to fall out of it. So I think only the big. I think there's no de- no chance that the Big Ten has two people. Uh, they, if Wisconsin does beat Ohio State and Wisconsin has one loss prior to that, like you just made up in that scenario, the Big Ten might not get anybody in. Yeah, I think they definitely deserve to have one person in or one. They probably team do in, but, if teams yeah. keep playing like this. Mm-hmm. Penn State. Is ranked number seven. Are they a playoff team? Get, if they no. beat Michigan this week, yes. I, I don't think they're for real. I don't think they're for I really real. James don't. Franklin's a heck of a he coach. He is a heck of a head coach, but they don't have the pieces they have had in the past. Mm, that's fair enough. I, I like know. James Franklin. I Yes, definitely. One of my favorite college coaches. But... I actually picked Michigan to go there and win this weekend. Really? I did. No, I think Penn I State's like that pick win. Yeah. I, I think Michigan will go there and win this weekend. I don't see Penn State being there at the end mm-hmm. when they go through the gauntlet of their schedule. Notre Dame at number eight. Are they a playoff team? I just want to hear your thoughts on this. I don't think they are. You know, and here's the thing. I respect it. I think that they're going to win out, run the table. I think they're going to finish 11-1. and Their toughest game will be a week from this weekend when they go to Ann Arbor and play Michigan. Then they've got some pesky games. they got Navy, who's always tough to scheme for. they got at Stanford to end the year, and they'll be pesky. But at the same point, I don't believe in the current climate that Notre Dame, with anything less than an unbeaten season, can get into the college football playoff because people are going to hold that not being in a conference, not playing a 13th game against them. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame, I don't believe, can get in with an 11-1 team, although I think this year's team is better than the one they had last year that got into the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible 
in the current climate for them to get in with an 11-1 record. If they would have beat Georgia, then we there would be then a they, discussion. Then we'd be talking. Tanner, I 100% agree with you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. I agree. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, you guys. So Notre Dame, I, they might be for real. They might be one of the top teams in the country, but they're not a playoff team. I don't believe they're going to need a lot of help if they want to get to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. You have Florida, right? No. Ninth. No. No. <laughs> no, Florida I did, with the backup quarterback. Although he might be better than Felipe Franks. Yeah, I don't actually. trust these guys. I, <laughs> he, I don't trust Florida to either. But they their defense is pretty. Stubborn. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. They force takeaways. Mm-hmm. And then we have a really interesting one at number ten right now. Georgia coming off a loss at home to South Carolina. Did they still have any shot at the college football playoff? They have no Lost shot. A month champ. Yeah, it, they have no shot in in a conference with LSU and Alabama, among several other strong teams. No, they have no chance. I do believe there is still one possibility for them, and that is run the table, finishing twelve and one as SEC champs. Because even with a loss to South Carolina, the SEC champion's going to get in. Knowing yeah. how the committee works, the SEC champ always gets into the playoff. If they run the table and they win out, they win the SEC championship. Is Georgia a playoff team? Yeah, well, because the, just the fact that they win the SEC championship means that they have defeated LSU, Alabama, Auburn, all these guys. If they don't defeat those people, the the South Carolina will stick. The South Carolina loss will stick out more. Mm-hmm. But if they defeat those people, all of a sudden it gets overshadowed by their big wins, and people start being like Daniel Powder. You had a bad day, you take one down, you sing a sad song, but they turned it around. I can't believe you just said that. Thanks, Mike. That even though I agree with day. you, yep. Even though I agree with you, <laughs> I, I can't believe you just said that. Beyond the top 10, are there any other teams that could have a case? You've got Auburn, Oregon, Utah, Boise State. All right, let's just knock those Pac-12 schools out right now. Auburn, had a, has, Auburn a, has a shot. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Definitely Auburn. I, I forgot who their loss was to. Um, but their offense, they, have, they do have a pretty decent offense, especially with um, – I believe his name is Jonathan Swartz or whatever. Mm-hmm. Really fast guy, yep. track guy as well. Defense that is that front seven, mm-hmm. top five in the country. And I have to say that their loss, by the way, came to Florida. Yeah, so it's not a bad okay. loss. Not not a bad loss. Not a bad loss. But but they're gonna definitely need a lot of help if they want to get looked at. I tell you what, I love the college football slate. Although this weekend's kind of boring. There's not a lot of good games on this weekend. You guys notice that? Yeah, I'm not, not gonna be going watching too much. Yeah. Oh, I'm still gonna watch it because what else am I gonna do in the weekend? Netflix. Netflix. There you go. I do watch a lot of Netflix. I want to watch a lot of Hulu. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Hulu, hey, man. You're watch right. a lot of ABC 10. Oh, yeah. yeah ah, sure. Okay. And yeah. Local 3 tonight because I'll be on there with Jake Durant. That means you won't be watching, though. Well, that's true, but. <laughs> you keep those recordings? Maybe. <laughs> DVR. There you go. DVR. <laughs> I tell you what, with that, we are out of time. Appreciate you both. What do you have going on that you want our listeners to know about? Well, Thursday throwdown. Of course. Yes. First Thursday Tyree has point. promised me it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a good one. It's going yeah. to be fun, guys. Yeah. It's a surprise. It is but a But we know Jonah Dowd, the running back at Lots, is going to be a part of it. Exactly. Okay. That's all you need to know. He's one of the best athletes in the UP. Okay. Exactly. All right. He's very tall, too. Did not think is he, he really? was that tall. Yeah, I walked up to him. I was like, wow. Oh, okay, then. Well, this is going to be interesting. I called his game last week. I, I guess I never noticed his height. Never yeah. jumped out of it. Yeah. I will, say, I, I will say, you didn't get to see him during the good week. He, he, there, he was battling through some injuries. He was feeling sick. He had two dislocated ribs during that game. Is that right? Yeah. That. That's a strong, strong mentally minded man. Tough kid. Mm-hmm. Tough kid. 
I tell you what, that is it for us. I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. It's my hope that you join me. For Tyree Smith, John Micah, Hoefling, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.